0: Mind over matter, overcompensating, overstatements, crookedness relating. The soul's churn in return. Mental overstimulation. One word, riveting. It terrors my pilot. Streams that are promised to make seeking less. Bouchard. I hope I got your name right. Just I um, have a thing about names. Was that correct?
1: So it's uh it's Joel Bouchard, but you're not you're not the only one to get it wrong.
0: Bouchard, <laughs> Bouchard, Bouchard. <laughs> good to know. Good to know. <laughs> thanks so much for being on, man. I uh, I appreciate you giving me some of your time.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me on. I appreciate the uh, the opportunity. Absolutely, man. Absolutely.
0: Um. So you're a doctoral student. Is that is that current at the moment? Yeah. Yep. And you're an author yourself,
1: right? Yeah. I um I just finished writing my first novel, so it's not published yet. Probably be uh, over the summer, but yeah. That's
0: interesting, man. That's interesting.
1: And you you seem to be quite the creative yourself.
0: I I, I, um from just reading your bio, I get the gist because you do so many things, you know. Um. I would imagine so many creative juices flowing for you, your experience.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, You know, it started with music when I was younger. Um, You know, I began playing guitar and then kind of spread to bass and drums and keyboard and a bunch of different instruments. And then, um, Mm -hmm. you know, built a recording computer and started putting out albums and stuff. And then, yeah. Uh, yeah, from there got into painting and, and writing and, um, you know, 3D printing and just all kinds of stuff. So what <laughs> was
0: that, what was the um, the idea behind that? Was was it more like, a, you know, the, the need to explore or was it more um, a passion to just almost try new things?
1: Yeah, I think that, um, you know, it's, it, comes from early in life you know i think my mom was always pushing um you know she was just always making everything seem interesting right everything and you know wherever we were whatever we were doing she was always just saying hello you see this like this does this cool thing or it's called this or this is the history of it and, and that sort of thing so um just throughout life I've, I've always felt um you know i've i've run into very few topics that i didn't find pretty interesting right so I, I'm not somebody who's easily bored, you know. If I, yeah. if I come across something, I'm always I'm always interested in it. I always want to know more about it and and, and learn about it. So
0: I think those are almost um, they're interrelated in a sense. You you have the idea to want to know more, and so information it gives you that a bridge the uh, it's a bridge to understanding, isn't it? Where you almost you 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 have context, you you get. Why something is what it is and also that gives you it kind of reveals the beauty of that city of that thing to you you know in in a sense i would imagine
1: yeah you know i we live in a world where um specialization is um valued over um being well-rounded um Hmm. but i think that there's there's a lot of value or utility which is not the primary reason that you you do these things. But I think that there's a lot of um, value and utility to being somebody who has a lot of different interests to being somebody who, um, what I always tell people is like, okay, so I don't, I don't think of myself as doing anything particularly well. um, But I'm an expert learner, right? So if you give me anything, um, I'll pick it up pretty quick, you know, and I think that there's a lot of value to that. Like you said, there's things that once you learn enough things, you, you there's some crossover between how they operate how they work and uh it's 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 not just valuable but it it makes for a, a rich and fulfilling life you know
0: absolutely man absolutely i mean just just what you're saying what you're speaking about i think that speaks to just having experience in general and um as we know nothing beats experience at the end of the day you know when the, even if even if you don't have a You don't have a expertise to a subject just having an experience on that subject or what you what you've seen you know just just going off what you've seen um anecdotal type of situation you know that 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 there's value there's a lot of value in that as well so yeah yeah yeah
1: i agree with that you know wholeheartedly because um i think that there's a lot of people um who sort of might be sleepwalking through life a little bit or or, you know you kind of just do things because you do them there's no reflection on why or if you even want to right and so that's just what I've tried to design my whole life around you know is I want to be doing things that I want to do having experiences that are important to me you know and even if it's um you know, even at, at work, right? You know, I have a job that I love working at, right? So, um, if I'm going to be doing it for a third of my life, I want to be doing something that I enjoy doing. And you know, I've I've had offers for significantly more money to do something else. Yeah. Um, but if I can tell, you know, okay, well, we want you to answer emails after you go home, or we want you to work on the weekends, or do this sort of stuff. I go, you know, it's not worth it. You know, there's it. You know, I think there's an overemphasis on on. Money um, in in a trade for life balance, you know, the ability to um, to pursue the things that you want to do or you find it interesting in life. In a lot of cases,
0: that's interesting. I, I agree on that as well. I agree on that. Um, okay, stick a bit on that. Let's uh, let me just uh, read something for you. Hopefully, you can relate, and then uh, we continue our discussion. I have a few questions after. Feeling like Coach Gray, thus I'm coaching Gray. Letting the palette takes to the fact I'm staying late until the moments in my head dissipate. I hear, I'm here until a later date, through the forest and darkness until my moments pontificate. Sweating through the torment like a ghost in mine dripping of the spine for the time can no longer organize. My madness graduate from sadness, now I'm all that's fine. Temporal looking at me in the mirror look like you took my time. I respond through actions like the times that shines for mine, telling these words through the boldest incline. Yeah, Uh, that's what I, what I have to share today with the, uh, my audience. Um, yeah,
1: no, I think that's really relevant to what we were just talking about. You know, I think that it it captures the um, the sort of anxious, um, you know, um, dread that you feel when you start to reflect on your life and realize that um, that you haven't been doing the things that you've wanted to do. And I think that we all, that happens to us all at, at some point, right? Regardless of how great our life is or how self-reflective we are, we all end up in points where we go, oh my gosh, what am I doing? You know, like someday I'm gonna die. And w- what am I spending these minutes, these precious minutes that I have doing, you know? So I think that was, that really captured the essence of it.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, you, you kind of gathered where I was trying to go with this. Just the kind of the kind of discussion I, I kind of predicted we were gonna have. I thought this would really capture, um, literally just kind of staying in the moment and just, try to stay relevant to yourself, specifically um, staying relevant to what matters to you and um, the journey that you're on and not forgetting why you started it in the first place. I think there's, um, there's importance to that. Um, so I thank you for um, capturing that. Um, I have a question for you. Do you believe yeah. creativity is a factor of genetics or simply an environmental? situation.
1: Hmm. Yeah. um, So in psychology and in philosophy, right, we look at that a lot, this idea of nature versus nurture, you know, what are you born with? And um, what do you learn along the way? So you've had um, philosophers who have said, Oh, you're a blank slate. And you know, you learn everything. And you've had um, other uh, philosophers of science say, uh, no, it's all determined, right? You're born with what you have, and then and then it things just sort of play out. Um, I think that, you know, much as with anything in life, that the picture is more complex than that. Um, what we know from uh, psychology, uh, neuroscience, is that everybody's born with genes, and genes do different things. Um, and r- often, there's not one gene that does a specific thing. There's several genes that contribute in... Several different ways, and um, epigenetic changes. So things that come from the environment can turn certain genes on and off. Yeah. So i I think that um, there are you have a certain creative um, sort of you have a creative potential that is given to you in your genetics, um, but then the environment that you're exposed to and the choices that you make throughout life have the ability to turn certain genes on and off and um you know manifest them in different ways so i think i think there's a lot of variability you know i think that um you know it's uh i think you know I, if i if i was going to put a number on it and this is just anecdotal this isn't scientific at all but i'd say you know you're looking at maybe 20 percent of your creativity is, is genetic and then the 80 percent is you're in the environments you've been exposed to the people you've come into contact with the choices you've made throughout life um all and that, how all those things interact together but that's interesting that's interesting
0: and and to, to to add to what you're saying um yes it's it's a it's a very nuanced question but i i i suspect you kind of shed you'll be able to kind of handle it so <laughs> so um i appreciate you giving the response that you did um it's interesting i think like you said there's a certain potential that comes from genetics but um you can't it you can't ignore the, the influence the massive influence of your environment and what you gain from that or what you kind of almost uh almost extrapolate from that and you know just exposed to over time and the influence of such which leads to my next question what's your take on fear and how it impacts creativity
1: yeah I think that it's very individual right because everybody has a different creative process so um I know Like, especially with me, with music, right? Um, I know that I'm very different from other musicians. A lot of musicians, especially recording musicians, people who do a lot of their work in the studio, the majority of them, you know, they like to write an album's worth of songs over a year or several years. And then they want to record them over weeks or months and then, you know, kind of hone them that way. Whereas um, the way that I do it is I do it all at once, right? I, I will in a week, sit down and I will write the songs as I'm recording them and uh, put them out. And to me, that, that sort of fear, it, it maybe fear isn't the right word, but there's this um, pressure when you go, I'm not going to revisit this to rewrite it. I'm not going to revisit this to record this part. You know, I'm just going to, I'm going to trust my creative intuition in the moment And then what comes of it comes of it, right? You know, there's definitely things I look back on, I go, Well, I would do that differently now. Or I would uh, you know, I wish I had done this instead of that. But I think that if you let those sorts of feelings hold you back, um, then you're never happy with anything that you ever do, right? Because we're always changing as people. And so our tastes and and what we what we think about as being good or bad is always changing. So um I think that, you know, fear has the ability to hold you back creatively if it's motivated by perfectionism right if you're Mm -hmm. thinking i can't put this out until it's perfect well it's never going to be perfect because it's the product of humans and we're not perfect right and there's a good chance if it was perfect people wouldn't like it right they that's almost in my critique of modern art in terms of music and, um, and a lot of other artistic formats is that we use tools to try to take the imperfections out, right? We'll auto tune vocals or, or great yeah. and things and it sucks the life out of them, you know? So I think fear motivated by perfectionism is, is a negative on, on creativity. Um, but you know, can it serve a, a positive, a positive use? I, I'm not sure. You know, I, I guess I never really thought about it much.
0: Hmm. Yes, yes, indeed, yes, indeed. And, you know, um, I, I, I use I use the word fear, but it's a little bit loose. Um, and I say that to say, you know, fear is a state of mind, isn't it? You either fear it or you understand it. And, you know, when you understand it, that's almost like a choice to actually not live in fear in the first place, to actually understand or, like, um, give the monster in the closet a name. In which case, it's not a monster anymore, is it? It's it's, it's something I know, which means it bleeds and it has um, it has weaknesses. It's different, um, and so in a sense, it's almost like you veer away from fear to something that's more um, relatable, maybe positive. You know, um, you can understand, and so it, it, you just it's kind of like it's just, it's a pendulum for me in a sense. You either fear it or you know, it's something that you can maybe utilize to kind of um, um, be positive in your life and, and kind of elevate. And, and so um, that's why I asked that question, because I think in life you have a, you're either driven by fear or you're driven by something like knowledge driven, positive and um, or a cause or a path and this this almost reflect on your creativity or things that you decide to
1: create and yeah you know yeah and i and i think the fear you know all of our human emotions right have evolved for to serve a purpose right and i think that where things go wrong is when we we use them for reasons that they weren't intended for or we become over reliant on one or the other but i think the fear can help bolster some of those positive experiences through confrontation, right? If you're if you're just afraid of something and so therefore you avoid it, um, then it's it's a negative thing. But if you're afraid of something and you confront it, right? If I'm afraid that my my song isn't good enough, right? I'm not a good enough musician. Um, and then I confront that fear and say, well, I'm never going to be a good enough musician. And and a good musician is really a subjective term because there's some musicians that are great technical players. There's some that are great um, songwriters. There's some that use, um, you know, effects and, and different textures to good use. Um, then confronting that fear and saying, okay, well, so what, you know, is this a really valid thing to experience? Mm. Well, when you say, no, it's not, you know, then it, it sort of frees you from it. And then you can use, Um, you can use that as that confrontation as a to as a way to pursue more positive outlets for your creativity.
0: Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Um, If I was to ask you, what what would the solution be for such a situation as we're speaking about in almost converting that fear into something that is more of information, not just data, but information and things that you can almost you can kind of make it your own turn this into something that can propel you to a better life per se well it uh, like uh from a psychological perspective
1: yeah yeah it's um i think it's along the lines of of what i was just um saying um Which is, but what it comes back to, right? Is this idea of being able to confront your fear in order to um, sort of face what the underlying issue is. Basically what that boils down to is trying to view a situation more objectively than subjectively, right? Mm. So, and and I think that's what a lot of creative people struggle with, because you know, what what makes art good um, is the individualism expressed, you know, by the artist. And so where that naturally springs from is, is the subjective experience, you know, what my inner life and inner experience of the art is. Um, But when it comes to psychologically healthy um, adaptation, some of that requires some objectivity, right? So the ability to sort of step back, you know, step outside your skin and say, this thing that I'm afraid of, um, is it, is it valid? Or this you know not choosing to pursue this or acting this way are these things things that if i were viewing somebody else doing them i'd say oh yeah that's a good way to live your life or would i go what are they so afraid of you know why are they putting themselves down why aren't they trying this new thing you know so i i think that that's a difficult um balance for a creative type to strike and i think that that's why some creative people struggle with mental illness to a greater degree than um, people who may not be necessarily as creative is because you have a tendency to get stuck inside your own head a little bit. And, <laughs> and, and when that's the case, some of those negative emotions can outpower the positive ones in some cases.
0: You, you said exactly that. And, and you know, it's funny because I could speak on that because I I experienced that a lot of times when you know it's almost like certain things in my head become so real and sometimes if it's not for logic itself i'm convinced that this is you know what i mean this is there like I'm, I'm, i've am I'm, been through this I've, you know what i mean I'm, I'm getting there this that that but um the, the reason why i mentioned that is is you know going back to the fear situation it also taps into the idea of like science versus mysticism you know um which is where you imagine you know back in the medieval times witchcraft was born and all kind of situations like that because it was it goes back to things that we ne- don't necessarily understand and science is more the explanation of uh, physics you know all that complicated things to do with life and our situation that we're living you know so um I thought that was um that was interesting for sure um
1: yeah yeah and I think that there's there is a space and there should be a space for both in people's lives right um you know because I am I'm a social scientist right so I'm working yeah. on a PhD and and I'm very Familiar and a vocal advocate of the scientific method and and all the things that science can do for us, but part of that is the recognition that science can't do everything for us. Right? There are questions that it can't answer and things that it can't do. And I think that in that space, that's where um, our our creativity as humans um, shows up. And you know, whether it's in the um, you know the aspect of religions or arts or whatever the case and You know, in positive ways and in negative ways. Um, But that's, that's really, you know, I I think that there's no way of, of saying, taking a scientism view and saying, well, science will answer all our questions. So there's no need for, for a mysticism, right? No, I think that, you know, even if science develops AI that can create music and create poetry and create all these things, it's not going to replace what the human experiences and that, that sort of mystical aspect of it. You know, I think that's, that's important for the human experience.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And you hit the nail on the head, um, but what, 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 what separates us a lot of time or what gets us so, um, so, um, or what makes the situation so elusive. I would, I would say it's the emotions behind some of these things that we experience. I think the emotional factor is so potent, it's so powerful, that it's hard to shake it off, you know, and just disregard it because, you know, as you know, emotions and and memory, is they're, they're so intertwined. And, you know, that means that situation that you felt a year ago and it's so relative to so many other things that you might have experienced to go with that. And so we we put ourselves in a situation where we're probably stuck in uh, trauma of our own making, in a sense. You know, so um, it's, quite, yeah. it's quite the intrigue.
1: Yeah, you know, not a lot of people are aware of it, um, but, you know, we we like to think of ourselves as rational creatures, right? We think about things and and that's, that's how we control ourselves i am my thoughts right (laughs) and that's really sort of false right if you look at if you look at the brain scans of people um you know performing mental functions what you see is uh, you know all the signals run through the emotion centers of the brain before they get to the thinking centers of the brain so and that's why it's so hard to to do things um that that Counter to the emotional content of them, right? If you are, if you're presented with a roaring lion, yeah. you know, <laughs> he, even if he's chained up, right? You're you're not gonna want to walk past him to get to a, a door, you know, because yeah. you're rationally you might say, oh well, the chain's three feet and I have four feet, so I should be able to slide past him and get there. You might know that rationally, but your emotions are gonna say, no, we can't go anywhere near. And that's obviously an extreme example, but it's a it's in a nutshell what we face on on a daily basis right when we go to make decisions is we don't understand that emotions influence everything that we do including our most rational well-planned out thoughts you know that's right that's
0: right um yeah you know for for as you know a long time before we kind of develop to where we are and being such um cerebral creatures you know that part in the brain where it's more animal than man, in a sense, the, in terms of the being of it, uh, the limbic system, you know, that 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 part, when it takes over in terms of extreme trauma or whatever situation, for example, like a, a lion, as you said, or a phobia, you know? <laughs> you see, you have a phobia of rats, you see one on the floor, you see how the most, um, the most strong, the most adolescent man, Will literally run out of the house <laughs> you know, it's a situation because um, there's certain things you know, you just can't You can't explain, you can't knock, it's just instincts, you know um, and they're hard to overcome hard yeah to overcome, you know um, to become as well versed as you are uh, you must be someone that enjoys learning and the journey um, that comes with it was there a time when perhaps um, you were on the other side of the spectrum, um, being ignorant, or want nothing more but to be of such, not wanting to do, you know, understand the world as 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 much as you do now, but just like uh, it's just it's too long, it's too much of a a treading journey to get to that point. Did you ever feel like that?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um... I th- Well, I think that, you know, is probably early and middle teenage years, right? Because I think that as a child, right, I, everybody has that initial curiosity and interest in the world and, and, you know, wants to do new things. And then, you know, when you become a, a teenage boy, um, your priorities shift, right? And you go, oh well, okay, now you're sort of narrowly focused on um, specific things, you know, your peer relationships and that sort of stuff. Um, so, I, yeah, I got bogged down in that for a few years um, before, you know, rediscovering, you know, the things that you've that you had when you're younger, you know, how interesting the world is and how, how, um, you know, cool everything is. But but, you know, it's it's funny because <laughs> I would say that I've never been more ignorant in my life than I am right now. Right. I think that. The more things that you learn, the more it opens your eyes to all of the things that you don't know, you know? And so it's, uh, you know, that's really what, uh, that, that's a very strong feeling that I have, you know, when I was a teenage boy and I knew nothing, I felt confident about knowing I that I had it all figured out. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and now that I've explored so many different things and I have so many interests and things, you realize, man, the world is such a big place, and there's so many so much to it, and uh, there's no way that you'll ever know the smallest fraction of it, and that's a humbling thing, you know. It's it, you never you never get too big for your britches, right? If you're always um, a newbie at something, if you're always a learner at something, if you're always starting something new, um, and therefore failing repeatedly and and and, you know being terrible at it then you never get too prideful right
0: absolutely absolutely i mean what you just said there i think that's just um it speaks to you as a person that's very consistent to who you are as a person being somebody because as they say i I can't remember who who the the wise person was that, that said said it but it's almost like the more you know the more you realize how little you do know, how how much you don't know. Do you get what I mean? So yeah, as as much as you might know a lot, it, compared to how much <laughs> you don't know, it's almost like man, there's no competition, you know, because there's right. so much information out there, and it's um it's humbling. It is humbling. I def, I definitely agree on that. Um, to 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 know that there's you can never learn. You can never know enough. You can never learn enough about. You know where we are in this life and all the information that makes the world it's what it is, you know um is, is such a, a a very pivotal point there um how has um leadership um being a man and becoming very being that you are today impact your journey um that you're on right now
1: yeah i think that um Kind of going off what I was saying there, um, you know, the the longer you live, the older you get and the more things you do and the more people you encounter, um, the less you take for granted um, anybody you, you come across, right? And I don't think that that's necessarily true, right? I think that if you are somebody who's very specialized, right, let's say. Let's say you're a painter and that's the only thing that you've ever done and then you became the most famous painter in the world right well it's sort of like that you know it's kind of like that teenage boy mentality where you go i've got it all figured out you know i know i know it all right and so you might never escape that that sort of frame of reference but i think that you know by and large um if you're somebody who is open-minded and, and reflective as you go through life um and you you meet new people and you do new things um you start to realize that everybody's perspective is, is valuable, you know, and, uh, you, you know, even things that, you know, okay. So I, I do a lot of things that people think are cool, right? People think that music and, and writing and, and, and all that kind of stuff is, is cool. But to me, you know, watching somebody, um, do woodworking now is cool. Right. And I wouldn't, I don't think I would've thought that 10 years ago, but now I look at it and I go, man, what a skill to be able to do this and to know all the different wood densities and what tools to use and how to get a a perfect curve and and these sorts of things. And so, yeah, everything, and that's reflected in my podcast a little bit, right? Because we talk about the big topics like God and time and things, but we also talk about, we did an episode on Disney princesses and we've done an episode (laughs) on, on little mundane things, right? Because the more you open your eyes to the world around you, the more you realize just how interesting Everything is, you know, so I think that that's sort of what what leadership and and growing up has taught me is um you know every every person has some valuable insight as long as you're willing to hear them
0: mm. uh, you know that that brings, that brings relevance to you know they just a, 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 on a side, you know, you know, they have this saying where you're only as strong as your weakest link. Um and so just in life in general, when you think about, you know, people tend to have a tendency to focus on the bigger things, but you know, it's the small things that let the world go make the world go around in a sense, you know. So wisdom kind of almost tells you that you can't yes, of course, the big things, the main th- are the main things and the main thing remain the main things, but you can't ignore the small things. And I think that speaks to what you're speaking about in terms of like um the episodes that you've had is is just very different and it's just um so much more relaxed topic and stuff like that. Um no man, that's um I, I really um, appreciate that. Um I have one more question, but I I, I wanted to kinda change gears, maybe use this time to maybe um, have you just share what you're doing and maybe speak about your podcast a little bit. Maybe people want to, you know, go check you out and um, see what you're doing.
1: Sure. Yeah. So um, I always say I'm the world's worst promoter, right? Because I, I, like, I like to do a bunch of things, but I, I really don't have um, much of an internet or social media presence because it's not something that's real important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, for the most part, you know, I do, I do the things I do because I like doing them, uh, and I put them out there uh, for people to check out and enjoy if they want to, but that's really not what's important to me. So if you want to, you can, you can find my music. Um, you can Google uh, Joel Bouchard music. You'll see um, I've got several albums out. The most recent one is All We Are. Uh, I've got a podcast called From Nowhere to Nothing. It's a philosophy podcast with uh, me and my my co-host there, Norm Gayford. And uh, we look at all kinds of topics. So you don't have to start at the beginning. Um, you can just scroll through, find things that are interesting to you and check them out. We uh, we go in depth looking at what the historical thought of things has been and then sort of debate the essence of, of the idea and then talk about sort of um speculative questions about what it means for humanity in the future um i'm hoping my book will be published by uh next summer but uh it's it's too early now so yeah i mean that's that's pretty much it but absolutely
0: man um I, I, you know it's been so long since i plugged myself speaking of bad pub <laughs> promotion um yeah, I always have my some my book close to me literally <laughs> so um, yeah this is this is and, and don't forget um, I, I'll definitely leave a, a link to your uh, platform and hopefully you can share more about your book for time to come um, but yes so this is this is my most recent I'm working on something at the moment but this is my most recent poetry journal. Which nice. was the inspiration behind the name Poetry Journal Podcast. Um, so yeah, this 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 book is is one that you know is um, it's a combination. I, I hear from a lot of people there's a, a sense of catharticism from it, um, a sense of uh, you know it's, it's just exploration of so many different topics, and the biggest of all is is therapy. You know, just um unwinding, finding ways to kind of almost alleviate my own or nullify my own mind. I um I think I've figured out of transcended to a place where people can also relate and nullify their own mind. Um, so nice. with that, you know, that's that's poetry journal. Um but again it's it's been great having you on and um yeah man i really enjoyed the discussion and um thank you for entertaining my my mad scientist questions <laughs>
1: no i appreciate yeah. it it was a lot of fun and uh yeah it was great
0: absolutely man um, we'll definitely have to try and do this again
1: yeah absolutely um,
0: take care and um we'll, we'll, we'll speak soon for sure take care okay mind over matter, overcompensating, overstatements, crookedness relating, a soul's churn in return, mental overstimulation, one word, riveting, it terrors my pilot, streams that are promised to make seeking less.